Welcome to the Black Appalachian Coalition's podcast entitled Black Remembering, where we will bring to you the heavy and the hope across the Ohio River Valley. We want to remember who we are, where we've come from. We want to speak to the oral history of what we've done, what we've achieved. We want to speak to the ills that we have experienced while also finding solutions to those problems, those issues. We want to deal with the narrative that has kept us deeply rooted in despair. Now we want to punch through that narrative and stand up and say, we are remembering our black past and we are rooted and we are here to stay. Welcome to Black Remembering. We hope that you find your place, your space, and your voice in this podcast. Welcome to Black Remembering, Highlighting the Heavy and the Hope, a podcast presented by the Black Appalachian Coalition, or BLAC, Black for short. Black Remembering, Highlighting the Heavy and the Hope serves as a podcast platform to amplify African-American stories and adjacent narratives in the Appalachian region. Our hope is that this visibility will aid in our efforts to create policy changes that benefit the Black Appalachian community. Our guest for this episode is the LaCrista Ellis. According to her bio, LaCrista is an Isaiah House-sponsored artist-in-residence at the Art Center of the Bluegrass Art Museum. LaCrista Ellis is a single mother born in Harrodsburg, Kentucky. She graduated from Danville High School and received her bachelor's in studio art from Kentucky State University in 2002. Following her graduation, she was accepted at the University of Kentucky for a Master's of Fine Arts degree, and although she did not complete her study, she traveled on to Georgia, where she became an art gallery manager. She is known for doing live art, pop art, and portraiture. She has a passion for the arts. Most recently, she has enjoyed exploring the world of neural art, developing a style that incorporates better use of a plastic space while utilizing vibrant color palettes. She uses contour-like thickness and conventional patterns to finesse her paintings. And as a pop artist, she has also begun to explore using monoprints. She takes great pleasure in exploring different art forms. Because of the many challenges she has overcome throughout her life, she also uses her art to conduct workshops called Art as Therapy, which aids creatives who need and want to heal past hurt by using creative artistic expression as a tool. She loves art culture and she enjoys being around creative people. You can read more about LaCrista and view some of her artwork by visiting the Art Center of the Bluegrass or their website linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Black Podcast, LaCrista. We are recording this episode on International Women's Day during Women's History Month, so I'm especially grateful and honored to interview you. Thank you for your time and willingness to share with our listeners. So before I dive in with these interview questions, I'd like to know, how are you entering this space? I am very excited and gracious to be uh, here and have Isaiah House hosts this space for me. Very excited and humbled. I listened to a podcast this morning. I'm not going to say the podcast name because, you know, rights and such. But um, this was before my workday started and it ended with a sound meditation. 
So I'm entering this space emotionally exhausted um, because before that I was very anxious, but after the sound meditation, after just taking a moment to breathe and be still, um, I started thinking about what I'm grateful for. So I'm, I'm emotionally exhausted, but also grateful at the same time yeah. to be in this space and to be present. I, so if it's cool with you, I would like to begin with a mantra. Um, this was taught to me by a professor from Berea College. She was my theater professor. Yeah. Um, her name was Adama Onyedike Barton. Shout out to you. Um, and she taught every one of her students this mantra and would begin every class with this mantra. So when I started teaching, I started uh, doing this mantra with my students and I wanna start a new thing with opening up every sure. podcast with it. So, And anyone who's listening, if you'd like to do the mantra as well, and if you feel safe enough to do so, please close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Breathe out. Breathe in. And out. Repeat after me. I will become calm. Anxiety will fade away. A wonderful inner peace. A beautiful inner confidence will overcome every doubt and set me free to live my life the way I really want. Ashe and Amen. Thank you so much, LaCrista. And thank y'all, for those of you who are listening at home, if you participated, thank you so much. Let's go ahead and dive in to the interview. Where were you born and raised? So I was born in Harrodsburg, actually, okay. um, where they used to deliver children there. They don't do that anymore. Um, now you have to come to Danville. But uh, most of my family and everything was in Harrodsburg. Mm-hmm. But then I was raised in Danville. I think I came to Danville in fifth grade and then graduated from Danville High School. Oh, so what did you witness as you grew up uh, around the Danville-Harrodsburg area? Um, so I was just thinking the other day about, um, my youth and with art, I just know that in Harrodsburg, uh, when I was in school there, I used to get asked to like draw charcoal murals all over the blackboard, you know? Yeah, so we would have like these. I remember doing like a Hawaiian theme, and I did like a big uh, chalk mural all over the walls. So I've been drawing ever since I was, and that had to be like maybe third or fourth grade. For those like teacher requests. So, like, yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So and uh, in Harrisburg, uh, I grew up with. I had like all guy friends and they were mainly relatives and uh, we went everywhere all over town we were different people's houses at the park walking all over um, the train go through that's uh, I remember I made a reel uh, I got stopped by the train and I made like a little music reel that I posted on Instagram because and I have artwork that's 
where I've taken photographs of the train and like mixed it with mixed media because it's such a big part of growing up in Harrisburg. It's that train that runs through town. I mean, you have to schedule your whole day around it, especially if you're going to go out of town to go to work or anything like that. I mean, that train will hit at like 8 a.m. and 6, you know, so there's certain times you got to make sure you you're past it. And I remember we used to walk home from school and some of the older guys would actually jump onto the train and Ooh. go in between the the cars. They would jump <laughs> up there. Yeah. And then jump. Oh, and I remember seeing them do that and um, never thinking anything about it until I got older and like, you know, sitting in front of a train thinking how huge these trains are and how they could have gotten squashed or, you know, <laughs> but you know, they never did. And, um, you know, coming over to Harrisburg or to Danville was a little bit different as well. Um, I had to make all new friends. Um, but I remember the first thing that I ever felt like I was being seen with my art was they had something, I think it was called like the Heart of Danville. And it was on Main Street. And um, they did a poster contest for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I did this drawing of, and it was like witch's hands over a crystal ball. And inside of the crystal ball was like two little kids trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. And it won. And I think they put that in the paper. And then when you could walk past the window, you could see it. And I was so young then. And I just thought that was just the, uh, the most awesome thing ever. You know, and those little Things like that is what kept me going with with art and mm-hmm. just it's like, hey, you know, I was like the baby in my family, you know, youngest grandchild. And um, I hardly ever got noticed. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was like, hey, if I do this art, people see me. And so it, that's that was like one of the first things. And I just went from there with my art teachers. They always were very nice. And I going to bait and Danville High. We had the tiles on the ceiling at Danville High School. As a senior, you were to decorate a tile. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if mine is still up there or not. I, I went a couple of years back. It's been many years and it was still up there. So I don't know. They might have ran out of tiles by now. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I had a good experience growing up in Danville and Harrisburg. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. So I wanted to know, uh, in addition to being an artist, you're also a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you tell us more about your business, your merchandise, your art, and your brand? Well, I have so many ideas that I want. I mean, as you can see, I have like these uh, canvases where I started doing this book called The Hat. Mm-hmm. And it's about a young girl who lost her hair. It's written by my aunt, mm-hmm. uh, Lolita Short, um, who's... Uh, she works at the library in, in Harrisburg and she used to be a teacher mm-hmm. and she's a survivor, uh, cancer survivor. And I don't think she would mind me saying that, but uh, she wrote the book while she was in school and I illustrated it. And it's been a project of mine um, that I really want to, you know, I want to get it into a book and I want it to look really nice. Um, and also um, doing another book, just with my art in it and talking about where I was when I, you know, mentally or spiritually, uh, even physically, you know, what was going on with me when I did this painting or, you know, take you to that journey. But I want them to be done correctly. So that pushed, propelled me into 
doing the website. And um, so the website really is just all about uh, putting some of the artwork on like clothing. And it's, it's more for like fundraising because these projects need funding. You know, um, you know, I work a lot and I've, I work like two jobs, uh, but it's not fun working outside of your passion. You know what I mean? When you have to kind of switch gears and I'm doing administrative work and then I come and I do art. I would love to be able to do art all the time. Mm-hmm. So I create this these business, you know, the business uh, with the website and I'd love to be able to take it further. But like I said, you know, I want it to look really nice, um, the finished projects. So those were created out of a necessity to fund the things that I really want to promote more. I actually wrote a sci-fi book. Oh, wow. What's yeah. it called? It's called Europa Blue. Okay. Yeah, and that's why sometimes you'll see me do Blue People. It's about a young woman who dies. And so you get to hear about what happens to her after she passes away. And I don't want to put it out there unless I'm able to put it out there the way that I want and it takes funding. I'm really grateful to the Art Center of Bluegrass for being able to choose me as someone to be hosted so that I can be more visible and I can get it out there. And uh, I'm just using this opportunity to build up these bodies of work so that I can take those and kind of use that to fund bigger projects. So your bio mentions how you use your art to conduct workshops called Artist Therapy, which aids creatives who need and want to heal by using creative artistic expression as a tool. That is beautiful. That is a beautiful way to be of service. Like a lot of people, I'm sure I've had many disappointments. Um, I've been harder on myself than probably other people have. And you can't get into a mental headspace that can be dangerous if you don't know how to navigate out of it, you know, with your self-talk and, you know, how you view yourself versus, you know, what other, you know, you might tell yourself, oh, people see me like this and nobody might not even see you that way. Right. It's just, you know, the self-talk or, you know, if you set goals and you don't hit that goal and then how you feel disappointed or whatever might get you down or get you into a way, a pattern of thinking. So with Pavlov, and I didn't realize that a lot of people knew about Pavlov and I was just kind of breaking into knowing who this scientist was and the whole thought process about training uh, your mind Mm -hmm. to think in a different way. And um, oh my gosh, it has helped me so much in um, I'm an Eastern star. So <clears throat> we we do these projects, you know, to help with the community. And I was just like, hey, let's instead of doing like a paint party, let's do like art therapy. And because it meant something to me to be able to help people to think differently. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you find yourself in these cycles where, you know, it. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's like you'll meet somebody that triggers something in you because they act a certain way or they remind you of someone from your past, you know, and then you find yourself in these same cycles, repeating the same thing over and over. Well, with Pavlov, it teaches you to really think in a different way. That's so with 
the art, for instance, when you draw your lines on your art, you try to go in an opposite direction of what your mind is telling you to go. And so you kind of think out your, your, your issue or whatever it is, and you might want to write it on, on your canvas, like on the back of your canvas. That's what I kind of encourage people to do is like write out an issue or think of an issue. Some people may not want to be public with whatever they're going through. And I don't have to know, Um, you know, and think on that. And then when you're painting, you know, um, if you tend to go for a black paint or a brown paint, go for a yellow one or an orange one, you know, go the opposite of what you would think that you're going to do. When you do your lines, if you want to go left, instead go right, you know what I mean? And, um, and then, um, there's rules. So you can't have sharp corners. You have to round out all your corners. Um, and you use a lot of, um, organic shapes like circles, no hard edges or anything like that. And it's part of a process that they do use with like art therapy. Um, I'm not an art trained professional art therapist, but it's just techniques that I share with other people to help them create art because it's not something that you got to think too hard about. And when I started doing that technique based off of like Pavlov's theories and thinking about what he was talking about, it really freaked me up to be more. So I used to think, oh, what am I going to draw? What am I going to, what do people want to see? And now I just start creating. Hmm. I don't even think about what anybody else wants. I just think about what I'm feeling and what I need to express. and And it really takes that blockage away. And I feel like that's what happens at those art therapy meetings is, you know, people are just like, oh, wow. Like, you know, they're like get intimidated when they think. I'm, and then when I give them the instructions and they create something new that's not pre-drawn or anything like that, they're just amazed at what they came out with. And I love seeing that. Oh, so I have a few more questions for mm-hmm. you. What does community mean to you? And... Do you have any nuggets of wisdom to leave with our listeners? Well, community for me has changed over the years. Um, I used to think that, um, you know, community was people coming together to work on a common goal. Now, I I don't, I'm not really sure the lines are, are blurred because, for instance, when we had to deal with COVID, I think we lost a sense of community because everyone was inside and Mm. now we have social media everybody's connected through the internet so now community is like finding your soul tribe online Mm. it's not necessarily where you live or you know um the space around you physically you know now it's just more of Uh, a group of like-minded individuals and I can respect that it's just evolving into something different um it'd be great if we could get back to you know community being about where you live and um raising up individuals you know that are in your area um I don't know that that's our future necessarily um but we just have to you know roll with the times And, uh, you know, but that's how I see community now is just kind of finding your soul tribe, you know, whether that's online or they used to do like meetups. I don't know if anybody does meetups anymore. Do you have 
any nuggets of wisdom that you would like to leave with our listeners? If you have a passion, don't give up. Believe in yourself first, you know, and there's nothing wrong with being a little selfish. If people call you a narcissist, embrace that because <laughs> all narcissism means really is self-love and, you know, you got to love yourself first. If you don't have it in, you know, within you to love yourself, you're going to be very disappointed because a lot of people, not on purpose, don't have it to love other people. They're so focused on their mission and what they need to do. So if you have a passion and you go for it, just go for it. Tune everyone out. Hard work and determination, consistency will pay itself off. Just stay focused on what you want to do, believe in you, and, you know, don't get discouraged, you know. And if you see people steal your ideas or copy off of you, just remember, nobody copies bad things right (laughs) it's a compliment it's the best form of flattery thank you so much you're welcome thank you for having me y'all can reach lacrista and her artwork uh, via her website lacrista.com that's l-a-c-h-r-i-s-t-a.com her social media she is on twitter at ellis lacrista and then you can also um, view one of her artworks, Say Their Names, uh, through the Art Center of the Bluegrasses website. Um, and you can also read LaCrista Ellis's bio through the Art Center of the Bluegrass, uh, all of which will be posted in our show notes. I would love for our listeners to participate by going online, finding LaCrista's artwork via her website, social media, or the Art Center of the Bluegrass, and writing a poem or a journal entry in response to her art, or if the spirit moves you, create art for yourself. How does LaCrista's art speak to you? What are you reminded of? How are you inspired? Peace and blessings, y'all.